Even though India lost the match on Sunday, our nation has been in a celebratory mood. After all, we beat our former colonizers, the British, to become the world's fifth largest economy. But how did we manage to do so? And did we really manage to do so? Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Click on the subscribe button to never miss an update from us. Here's your story for today. According to calculations by Bloomberg, made using data from the International Monetary Fund in the last quarter of 2021, the size of the UK economy was $816 billion and the size of the Indian economy was $854.7 billion. And this gap has only widened since. The size of the UK economy in April to June 2022 became $763 billion, while the size of the Indian economy in April to June 2022 became $823 billion. So what's going on with the UK? Well, the country is dealing with a lot. The first problem is record high inflation. The UK's current inflation is 10.1%. In comparison, India's inflation rate is 6.71%. This insane inflation means that the cost of living has increased in the UK. And things are going to get worse as Russia has indefinitely shut down a natural gas pipeline to Europe. Energy exports to the UK from Russia had already gone down due to the Russia-Ukraine war, but this new development will complicate things further and raise energy bills by up to 80%. The Russia-Ukraine war has also impacted the country's food imports, further increasing costs, and companies' wages can no longer keep up with the rising inflation. Wages only rose by 4.7% in June 2022. So, quite obviously, people in the UK aren't spending a lot of money. And this has brought down the country's GDP, that's gross domestic product. This GDP, which is measured by calculating the number of goods and services bought by a country's citizen in a given time, is how we measure the size of the economy. Meanwhile, India is seeing an opposite trend. Our inflation has been declining while demand for goods and services is rising. Our services sector grew at the year's strongest pace in April and manufacturing also saw expansion. Bank credit also grew 11.1%, which means more people were borrowing money for purchases. Thanks to this, our GDP grew 13.5% in the April to June quarter, making us the fastest growing economy in the world, while the others are facing a recession threat. This has also boosted foreign investment in India. And our services, automobile and even the FMCG sector is seeing fast growth right now, making the world optimistic about us. But are things as great as they seem? Now, we don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but a reality check is super important for us. India may have overtaken the UK in terms of total GDP, but if we look at the per capita, that is per person GDP, things seem very different. Per capita GDP gives us an estimate of how much money per person in India is spending on an average. India's per capita GDP is $2,500, while the UK's per capita GDP is $47,000.
In this case, we rank 122nd, whereas the UK ranks 26th. Let me make it simpler for you. Higher per capita income is equal to more money available to be spent per person. Imagine a joint family with 30 people living under one roof, making 3 lakh rupees per month. Their neighbor is a nuclear family of two and they make 2 lakh rupees a month. While the joint family has a higher total income, that's GDP, they only have 10,000 rupees per month to spend per person. On the other hand, the nuclear family has 1 lakh rupees to spend per month per person. Who do you think is better off? Caveat, if the joint family has a lot of young members ready to start working in a year or so, the potential to increase the overall income increases, so the future looks bright. India is probably in the joint family bucket right now. Our economy is growing just because our population is larger. Plus, there's a huge wealth disparity. The top 10% own 64.64% of the national wealth. And this is not the only aspect where we are behind the UK. We also have higher poverty and a lower rank on the Human Development Index. So while we have crossed an important milestone, we still have a long, long way ahead. And this road is super tough because growth of our manufacturing sector has declined to a nine-month low. Plus, uncertain monsoons and heat waves scorching crops means that our agricultural growth could also decline. This will directly impact rural demand. And to top it all, our exports have fallen 1% since last year, as most countries have reduced trade amid recession concerns. So, we have our fair share of problems. Despite this, there have been projections that India will soon take over and become the world's third largest economy by 2030. Do you think we'll be able to achieve this goal? For now, it's a wrap on your story for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Tomorrow.